What's happening, Hardscapers? This is episode 156 of the How to Hardscape podcast, where we talk about how you can start and grow your hardscaping business. And in today's episode, we're joined by Brian Fullerton. You may know him from Brian's Lawn Maintenance or the Fullerton Unfiltered podcast or his new book that we'll be talking about in today's episode. But before we get into it, we want to thank our sponsor, Cycle CPA. If you need bookkeeping, accounting, CFO services, reach out to Cycle CPA, CycleCPA.com or Cycle underscore CPA on Instagram. Get that conversation started before the season starts and get $200 off if you mention the How to Hardscape podcast. As well as the How to Hardscape headquarters, if you're looking to streamline processes in your businesses, including budgeting, estimating, job costing, forms, and so much more, as well as our training available with the software. If you need help onboarding, training employees, whatever that might be, we do have Hardscape installation courses that will help you with that. And the future's looking bright with the How to Hardscape headquarters. So if you need to sign up for something like this, March, we're gonna be offering free onboarding Afterwards, we're going to be introducing an onboarding fee. The price has gone up since we have started onboarding, but the price will continue to go up as we add more and more features to this software. So the earlier you sign up, the earlier you lock in your pricing. And without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Today, we're joined by a returning guest here. We've got Brian Fullerton. You may know him from Brian's Lawn Maintenance, as well as the Fullerton Unfiltered podcast. Brian, it's been a bit since we've had you back on the show, but thank you so much for taking your time to do this. Hey, you bet, brother. Of course. Always a good time hanging with my boy, Mike Platts. And uh, we actually did a podcast for just last week with you. You did a banger job, so I'm hoping to reciprocate and uh, return the favor. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. I appreciate you having me on your podcast and to uh, talk a little bit about the Not Our Finest Hour podcast. So I do appreciate that there. That's awesome. I I, I cannot wait to get back on the mower. Uh, because apparently we're not plowing snow anymore in Michigan because snow is uh, an afterthought. It's not even a thing anymore because it hasn't snowed this whole like year. But once I'm back on the mower, I can start binge listening to podcasts again, right? Like probably all you guys listening in. And uh, I'm actually like my my whistle has been wetted to listen to the Not the Finest Hour podcast. I'm hearing just great things, bro. Just a big What's the best way to say it? The most value-added show there is out there right now. <laughs> we don't promise value, but we do promise a good time. So uh, you can at least expect that if you listen in. <laughs> that's funny right there. That's that's right, bro. So how's everything going with you guys, man? How's things in Canada? Are you guys getting snow, wind, water, rain? We're sun? getting we're getting snow, and we're gonna get hit hard here on Friday. But we're not we're a stone throw away from you, so you must be doing the same thing there. So, yeah, similarly, that uh, forecast, it, it's bounced back between 8 and 12 inches of snow, snowmageddon, and a freezing rain, 2 inches of rain and ice. So I I, I think it's just going to depend on that final track, but more than likely noon to midnight, 5 to 8 inches is probably uh, the reality. I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's 3 to 5, you know, like anything after 6, 7, 8 gets a little dicey. Um, just It just gets to be a pain in the butt because you're plowing snow 20, 24 hours straight, but We'll see where it goes, man. I'm not going to complain. We're down 50% on like our annual snowfall total. So I'm all open to having as much snow as possible come. Of course, it's going to all dump on the last two, three weeks of the season. And then that ruins the spring rush. Go figure. Because it's going to be wet and muddy and, yeah. you know, freezing cold. But dude, I've come to find like you got to be flexible in this industry. I, this is our 17th season. And uh, you guys got to roll with the punches, brother. <laughs> That's incredible. 17 seasons. When do you usually start your your mowing? Oh, good question. In Michigan, you know, just like in the Midwest, it can vary by a couple of weeks, but usually that third or so week of April. Mm -hmm. And then so 17 seasons, man, that's uh, that's quite the journey. What uh, 
at what point during that journey uh, did you get like very serious with, you know, how you were going to run your business? Like, I know when I started my business, I was a fish out of water. I was just like, yeah, we'll see how this goes. Um, it, t- it took me a bit to like hit that point where, you know, yeah, I-, I need to take this serious. But did you have that kind of awakening at some point in your business there? Uh, I 100%. It was, it was a like a quadruple parallel parallel path story. All right. Ready? Like I turned 30. I had a midlife crisis at 30. <laughs> Uh, I realized like I didn't, I wasn't worth $10 million or have the Lambo. Um, the wife wanted to talk about kids and a house and being a full-time mom, you know, and full-time wife first, to be honest with you. Uh, I jumped on YouTube and I was like, Hey, I feel like I need to really start re-upping my life, my business. So there's like a Brian's Law Maintenance 2.0, I'll call it. And then, uh, again, income wise, like I just wasn't cutting the mustard. I was making 30, 40 grand a year with my, uh, business Revenue is double of that, but at the same point, making 30, 40 grand a year is not going to be able to again provide the let alone the Lambo, but you know, the the house and my wife, you know, was just sick and tired of eating rice and beans. So, like what a selfish individual, I always say. But uh, so to be honest with you, there, that was the catalyst. It was we got we were freshly married for about two years, you know. Um, we were living paycheck to paycheck. Uh, I was using her paychecks to sometimes cover payroll until I got paid. My billing was all out of whack because we didn't do like charge cards on file. And I was actually the lowball bummy dude. I was like the chuck in the truck. Like I really enjoyed the work, but I didn't know how to run a real business. And so there was never a lot of profit left over. And so there's nothing more um, uh, tail between your legs, like trying to rob Peter to pay Paul, waiting for your wife's biweekly paycheck to cover payroll until you get paid from your work. If you ever got paid at all, right? So it was like, I don't know. It was just it was just chaos, brother. Like it was it was not fun. It was not a lot of joy. There was not a lot of excitement. There was a lot of margin. Uh, we were living in a seven hundred square foot apartment. Some of you guys that know my story, like we we're living in like you know your first starter apartment. You know those trap houses. You know, <laughs> and uh, six seven hundred square feet, dude. And like we were we were so excited because it was the third floor with a cathedral ceiling. We paid like twenty dollars extra a month for that unit. Um, and the, one of our favorite stories is like, we were so proud of the fact that, uh, if we plugged in the vacuum in the middle hallway, we could vacuum from the bedroom corner all the way to the living room corner. Like we're talking very teeny tiny house, very teeny tiny apartment. Right. And so in its way, um, all of that was like the catalyst to like, stop messing around with this thing, dude. And the last five or six years with a combination of a lot of people's help on the internet and the lawn care community, guys like yourself that are putting out content, some great people that I've met in real life, uh, my friend Mike Bedell, uh, all these things kind of came together, man. And uh, we were just right place, right time, and just trying to grow our life in the last five, six years. It has been a struggle. It's been a grind to get things righted, more right. Um, definitely not a finished product. We're learning things every single day, but it's uh, it's been a five or six year journey, man, and uh, you can probably see the bags under my eyes. Like, it's been earned. Um, <laughs> you know the 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 newer equipment, the the better income, being able to take care of my wife, and just just get our life going, dude. Just like so many of you guys out there, we're all in the same boat together. But um, really, it was stop being a loser for my wife and start building a company that I could be proud of. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. I wanted to touch on a little bit more on because this is on top of my mind right now. Um, your your YouTube channel and in how that directly relates to your business. I'm curious, do you get quite a few leads coming through YouTube? Like whether whether or not they are you know in your immediate area or even within your route, 
Um, do you do you find that leads are actually flowing through your YouTube channel to your business? It's a good question. We I, I've gotten that one once or twice, and actually the answer is yes in a weird way. Like break this down again. I'm a big like psychoanalyzed guy, right? But number one, I get leads from all across the country because people watch the YouTube video, then they go to our website and our submission form, and I get people literally once a week. Hey, I got a property in Georgia. I got a property in you know Utah. I got a property in Montana. Can you can you do mulch? And I'm like. Where are you getting this from? Like we're in <laughs> Michigan, bro. And I and I have to reply to those submission forms on the website. I just got one the other day, you guys in Georgia. And I'm like, uh, I, I don't know how people connect on the website. It says like Michigan and Wixom and Novi, like my route. Yeah. Um, so we do get like weird one-off leads like that once or twice a week. Um, then we do get uh commercial leads all the time locally. Um, I don't none of them have say like, hey, we watch your videos and we'd like to have you on our property. It's not like that. Uh, mm -hmm. But we do get quite a few leads from the website. We have a new website we put out just a couple months ago. Uh, but then we have had a couple residential accounts, twofold. One that find us because of YouTube, and they do want to hire us. And it's like you know, of course, one in a million that they like live in our yeah two three mile route. Uh, I remember having a conversation with somebody. I'm like, hey, where'd you find us? They go, well, we watch your YouTube videos. And I go. <laughs> Like, what do you think about them? You know, like, where are we at? You know, because it's always weird. And they're like, no, like, we love everything you're doing. And like, we love you and Rob and you guys are amazing. And I'm like, okay, well, here's the one in a million chance. What's your address? Where are you at? And they're in this one of the seven or eight subdivisions we do work in. And it totally lucked out, totally played out. And they were actually a client for a year or two. Uh, their kid got a little bit older, their son. And uh, now he mows the lawn, of course. And uh, but, it, but it worked out. And then other times, here, here's here's a different funny story, Mike, is the ones that like make me kind of more scared or petrified are like when I have a long customer text me or like I see them out and about and they go, oh man, great, great video last week. And I'm like, what? And like, yeah, dude, like we watch your YouTube channel. And I'm like, oh, really? And like last week's video was like me complaining about some customer that I hate, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. dude, you can't make this stuff up. Or or like I did like a $1,200 you know, mulch job, 10, 12-yard mulch job. We break down the pricing that we have and our formulas and how to do it. And like, yeah, we did it for, you know, eleven seventy-five. Uh, we got, you know, nine years of mulch and here's some bed prep. Uh, we got, you know, three fifty in labor, a uh, little this, little that. We, we know we netted four fifty on a six-hour day. I don't know, whatever. And um, then like customers call me and like, hey, like saw your mulch job video. Can you do ours? And I'm like... Well, like, you know, we're making money, right? And and so it's funny, like, giving away the playbook, you know what I mean? So, uh, but but what I've come to find out, like, people love it. Like, our customers love the videos. They love watching. Um, I've got this one guy, Dimitri. He's got some kids that are about eh, eight or ten. We we buy, uh, you know, lemonade from their uh, lemonade stand, and uh, they're in a nice subdivision. And um, he's like, dude, he's like, I got to get on the video, man, and tell everybody how awesome you do. I go, whoa, 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 like. I don't need that kind of endorsement, you know, but he, <laughs> he loves the videos, man. He'll probably watch this. He's uh, always watching our stuff. And I'm like, why do you like, why? Like, it makes me feel awkward. It's already yeah. awkward when like, I don't know if you guys can relate to this. It's always awkward when like the customer's looking out the window at you. You're like, dude, go do something. Right. Like, like, cause that's when I feel like I'm going to mess up, you know, go figure. Yeah. Um, Or like they like see me, of course, run over the Gatorade bottle like that one time, you know, <laughs> Um, but it's even more awkward when they watch your YouTube videos and like next week they're like, yeah, like you should have totally fired that customer. And I'm like, yeah. And then like, it's like them or somebody, you know, like, <laughs> so no, we're just having fun. But anyway, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but rabbit hole. It does. It does. Um, I, I asked because uh, since I started in a very small YouTube channel, 
I like for a small YouTube channel, it's amazed me the amount of leads I've gotten and how they're actually in my area. So um, yeah, yeah. It, it's made me think a lot about this. And uh, I'm curious on your thoughts on this. Like, I think this is going to be very big for companies in, in the near future. I think, you know, there's a lot of um, older folks that uh, unfortunately will, will pass away. And they have accumulated this wealth because they've been told to for so many years. And that wealth will go down to their kids and their kids are watching YouTube videos and watching, you know, people. And they they find the person that they want to do work on their property for through these new channels. Social media is the same thing and all this. Um, do, do you feel the same way? Do you think that, you know, YouTube is going to be huge for these companies, you know, if they want to be long term companies in that? Man, I will tell you. That's such a good question. It's an interesting question. And I've got a perfect case study for you. Myself hiring contractors for upcoming home that we're going to be building. And so I'm, as you guys would imagine, just like uh, somebody would put us through the coals, rake us through the coals about figuring out who's the right contractor for a patio or for lawn maintenance. I'm doing the same thing, trying to hire out contractors outside of anything my GC is doing. Uh, for fencing, for pools, for landscaping, uh, for pole barns. And so just like we're consumers of content on YouTube, you guys got to realize like, so are your customers, right? And I was watching a fence company down the road from me and they do all these like YouTube videos about proper fence installation techniques and what makes them different and like buying guides. Like here's the pros and cons of aluminum, pros and cons of wood, pros and cons of vinyl. Uh, then it's like, you know, uh, let's say the guy's like, you know, uh, Mitchell, it's like Mondays with Mitchell's quick tip Tuesday, you know, two minute Tuesday, right? Like that kind of stuff. And do they have a whole library of videos? They have like a hundred. Now they're not doing what you and I are doing, creating content, right? They're not like doing that, but they have hundred videos on their YouTube channel about all their fence projects. And like, they're showing a fence installation about how they're doing on a site. And then right next to them is another neighbor who has the similar fence, but done by a different company. Mm -hmm. And they're showing how the fence is all wavy and shit, you know, and it's all like bowed and it's all like coming out of the ground. I I, I know nothing about fencing, but it, it looks awful. And he's like, well, this is why. And he's like going to the neighbor's fence, the competitor's fence, obviously, and showing the installation technique. He goes, this is from the 80s. This is awful. And then here's why we do it different. And like, it's such a fascinating thing. It's educating me on a customer. So when I call up, I don't want to give the company's name, um, but I, you know, if I call up, um, you know, John's fencing, and I say, "Hey, I want to go with you. I need the vinyl two for this with a six that. I want this tie, you know, forty eight inch. I don't want the spokes. I want this. I got twelve hundred linear feet. You know, whatever. Like, I'm an educated er consumer that just both starts us off at like this high level of a conversation. Like, it saves time and energy and my confidence going in with that contractor. Like, I've already decided who my fence guy is." Like I, I wouldn't even pick anybody else based on the reviews I've read. And then this company specifically, the YouTube content they've created just as a resource. It's not like a sell. It's not like, hey, you know, go with us because we're better. It's here's our work. Here's the competitor's work. Here's some things to think about. And like they've just sewed into me, right? Like I, I've literally at 10 o'clock at night watched 50 of their videos, you know, over the last, I don't know, three months. And it prompted me to go to their website, use their submission form. And we're going back and forth as we speak for a fence quote. Like... I think I think that's such a an under still you'd, you'd be surprised in 2023 how contractors are underutilizing social media. And I think it's just uh, it's uh, whether that gets me personal clients or customers, it's it's kind of hard because our we're a mo business. So our route density is very, very small. 
Um, but if you're a hardscape or landscaper and you're having a, I don't know, 30 miles or 30 minute radius, I think, oh my gosh, you should be doing this kind of stuff to just add a video a week. Like it doesn't have to be anything special, something on your iPhone, uh, do something vertical for IG, horizontal for YouTube and just build up this library. Um, two minute Tuesdays, you know, uh, before and afters, you know, all this stuff. Like it, it's, I don't know if that answers your question again, but I, I think it's a no brainer and I think people are still, um, mailing it in, to be honest with you. I just want to take a break from today's episode to talk about our sponsor, Cycle CPA. You may have a CRM or project management software in place, but what data are you using to ensure your estimating is accurate? Having a proper accounting setup and accurate bookkeeping done is key to understanding overhead expenses and other costs that must be recouped in your estimates. Cycle CPA is a remote bookkeeping and CFO firm that helps to connect the dots from the financial reports to the hardscape and landscape data needed in order to reach high profits. They provide landscape and hardscape industry benchmarking, job costing financials by service line, advisory meetings, and much more. Cycle CPA's team of accountants are specialized within the hardscape and landscape industry, and you can visit them at cyclecpa.com and for $200 off, mention the How to Hardscape podcast. Now back to our episode. Yeah, I, I agree. And with that being said, with your YouTube channel, like um, what what kind of market are you trying to target? Or are you trying to go after, you know, uh, the, the client side, uh, maybe for like the future when you want more leads to flow in or, uh, you know, focusing on more like the lawn care companies, a mixture of both? Because like personally, I'm trying to do a mixture of both with mine. And I don't know if that, you know, is is makes quite sense. I'm just trying to like hedge my bets. And it's pretty obvious which ones are for the homeowners and which ones are for contractors. But uh, that's at least the the route that I'm taking. I'm curious as to what you kind of plan on doing with yours or continue to do. A hundred percent. I've thought this through at length. And here's always my suggestion to folks out there that are coming to this fork in a road. Like my content is contractor to contractor. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we're trying, we're not trying to be an influencer, but people would call us an influencer or they would call us like business to business content. Right. Like my YouTube channel, my Instagram, and my podcast, they're for other guys like you, myself. Right. We're trying to grow the industry. That's specifically what my content is for. It's not for the customer. It's not a value add to the end user customer as much as I'm talking to the contractors about how to start and grow a more successful lawn and landscaping business. Right. So the number one thing you got to, f- start with with your social media in my opinion is who is your content for and all too often i feel people are like one minute uh they're making a value add post like a two minute tuesday tip whatever pick your genre and then their next post is they're they're complaining about cheap customers and so if you're a customer Mm. watching this right appreciate the two minute value add tuesday but then on wednesday you're bitching about cheap customers, which we all like, you know, breaking bread and talking shop and after a conference or, you know, people are drinking a beer, hanging out. We're like, man, customers, like we love customers, but we hate customers. You know, like we're just people. Every industry is like that, by the way, real estate. Like, oh, I love selling people homes, but man, people are annoying. Like, but you can't put that on your social media content if you have a B to C account, like a business to consumer. Right now, if I put out a rant and I say, man, like, Cheap customers stink. They're, you know, guys don't give away what we do and keep your prices fair or high. Like that resonates to guys like me and you. And that'll get a thousand likes or whatever, right? Whatever. 
But if you if you're mixing the two, right? Imagine the customer that stumbles upon that video and goes, "Man, I, I like this guy, but he thinks every customer is an, uh, a cheap jerk, you know, person." Like that's not kosher, right? So my suggestion is differentiate the two, mm -hmm. right? Like, and by the way, you can have an Instagram that's highlighting your work and for customers. Mm -hmm. You could have a Facebook that's highlighting towards customers, targeted towards customers. And you can have a YouTube channel that's all B2B, like business to business owner, right? But just know like what your medium is for. Don't con uh, conflate the two. Don't don't intermingle because I guess like, you know, the good old, like if you chase two rabbits, you're going to get neither. Like don't mix your messaging. And I see a lot of people like another quick example to something that bugs the snot out of me is like, it's the, you know, the helpful value add or, Hey, we got some new mowers or Hey, now taking on new clients. And then the next post is taking my kid fishing. Well, like what's wrong with taking your kid fishing? Nothing except it has nothing to do with your account. That's, you know, Johnson's landscapes. Like, why are you putting a photo of your kid fishing with you? Like enjoying some family time. Like, dude, that, that doesn't have a time or place. That's for your personal Instagram account. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think, I don't know if that helps anybody out there. It, it, it seems to be kind of common sense, kind of no brainer, but you would be shocked still at like how people kind of commingle mm -hmm. their, their social media. Right. So I don't think there's any right or wrong answer with building bi business to consumer or business to business. It's just make sure you are very dialed in about like, we say this all the time with your marketing, like who are you trying to reach? Who's your target customer? Who's your target avatar? Right. Like lock that down before you just start listening to Gary Vee and ramping up 50 pieces of content a day. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's my broad suggestion. I, I hope that saves somebody some heartache because your customers are lurking, man. They're watching. So just be careful where they go to, you know? And with that being said, when you're uh, filming on a certain property, uh, do you try to get, do you in like your contracts, try to get consent to be filming on their properties that built into like what you got there and everything? Yes. Yeah. All of our commercial contracts, we have a social media release. And then also when we uh, sign up a new residential customer, we don't do residential contracts. Another story. We do a charge card on file. We're a, uh, like an at will lawn service, right? Like for as many mows as we mow, we charge the card on file at the end of the month. It's a pay as you go lawn service, but in our credit card sign up release form, that we email the customer, there's a social media waiver there. Gotcha. You have to, you have to. Now, I'm also very cognizant when we film videos. We're not doing anything typically in the backyards anyway. Um, maybe some mo time lapses, you know. Uh, but at the end of the day, especially in today's climate, it's a very CYA world. Uh, make sure you're getting releases or permissions in writing that you can film on people's properties. Typically, by the way, anything curbside, roadside, or sidewalk side that's like public use. Mm -hmm. That's why Google can drive around their vans. But the backyard, personal property, or anything facing the home, obviously, you want to give those people privacy in the time of day. I wouldn't want somebody filming videos on my property if I didn't know what the hell was going on. So if you're like, hey, I got a little YouTube channel, we're, we're filming, we're, we're building training videos, we're documenting our stuff, sharing some stuff on social media, nobody cares. Just just fill them in on the loop. You know, I, yeah. I Six years in, we've had... I'm literally trying to think right now out loud of any glaring examples of people freaking out that we had a camera or a GoPro. Nothing. Just, mm -hmm. just let people know. Don't get their kids or their dog or their yeah. address, you know. But at the end of the day, like, just be smart. Yeah. And then uh, with you've mentioned in the past uh, a few times, I've heard uh, these past this past year, maybe these past couple of years, you haven't really focused on growing the revenue. You've been focusing on really narrowing down on that that profit percentage, right? Growing that way to be more and more profitable. Um, what does that mean? What does that look like in you? And, and how do you 
go about, you know, uh, becoming more profitable and growing in that sense as opposed to growing in a, in a revenue sense. What does that even mean? It gets the people going. Um, <laughs> so, well, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, just just a fact check. Uh, our our business top line revenue grew six digits last year. So right. uh, I'm actually really proud of that. Uh, revenue is is up. Profit is up too. And so I tell people all the time, like we didn't just grow 10% of raising rates to grow 10% of new revenue. Those numbers wouldn't add up. So we're up six digits here. Uh, we're up significantly. Well, we're up marginally on our profit margin. But we still have a solid profit margin. So last year we ran twenty four point seven percent on two ninety five. We could have did a little over three. I was sandbagging a couple things with our accounting style, uh, but that revenue is up a hundred over the prior year. So I'm really really excited about that. So I'm not sure if that answered your question, but um, I think I think people should. Corey Ballard, uh, somebody that I, I love listening to, the guy's a wizard, um, low key. Like he's a very very smart dude. He's publicly a smart dude. Like. You know what I'm saying, but he's very—he's a great listener. He's a—he's cerebral behind the scenes, and you can tell he surrounded himself with great people, smarter than him type people, just like myself. That's one of the key tenets of building a successful business—is building a successful team, right? And one of Corey's lines—I say all that just to say one of Corey's lines uh, that I, I got from him. He said it at a conference once: "Was top line is vanity, bottom line is sanity." And so I, I feel a lot of people spend a lot of time. A lot of hot air saying how much the business did, uh, how much they grew, um, whatever. Pick your number, pick your topic. But the the reality is like, how much did you keep? Like, it's not how much you make; it's how much you keep. And so, uh, you know, it's one of those conundrums. Like, if you did a million at ten percent, or half a million at twenty percent, right? But but so many people get lost in that top line revenue number. It's a it's a measuring contest, right? So it's like. That's fine. And I and I really um don't subscribe to any of the like grow to grow or you know, one guy's better because he did 1.5 and this guy did six hundred thousand. Well, the six hundred thousand guy might have took home 175 grand with four dudes. And the other guy did thirty thousand profit with a thirty thousand dollar owner salary. Right? Like hopefully I can say that we can all still be friends, you know. So the at the end of the day, it's who's making money. And again, we're talking success in finance, like 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 specifically. If we're talking business, then yes, like making more money is a a higher win on the goal card, on the scorecard, right? Now, finances, if you're making a million bucks a year and you get divorced or have a heart attack along the way, like that's not success in my book, like broadly speaking for the whole package. But if we're going to measure success in terms of finances and profit and and happiness like for your business, then don't chase vanity metrics, right? And so that's something that I've part of that last six, seven year journey was dialing in. Like, what does a real company look like? What does real profit look like? What are we really trying to accomplish here? And I've really tried to be um, uh, a student, uh, a protege of so many people that have successful companies and learn what they're doing. And I'll tell you, man, like uh, Mike, that, uh, you know, Paper King, he's got some great lines out there. Like more money's made with a pen than, uh, than like with a paver, you know, or whatever, and all these different motivational quips. And dude, it's the truth. Like, you have to run it like a real business. And I think so many of us get stuck in, uh, again, I, I hope I can say stuff and not offend people, but I don't care. Like, it's just the truth. Like you, you have to run it like a real business. And I think so many people get stuck at being a good technician. Mm -hmm. we, we love laying pavers and designing and mowing and fertilizing. But like, dude, at the end of the day, it's all for not. If you're not going to run it like a real business, you might as well just go work for the big guys 
get a 60 grand salary, a company truck, a company cell phone, and a 401k, right? If you're just going to be out here making $25,000 profit with your company, it's not worth it. Um, yeah. Don't, 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 don't burn me at the stake for saying all that out loud, but that's the truth. Hey, do you have a budget set for 2023? Are you starting the estimating process with a budget in place to ensure that you are recovering your overhead expenses, labor, material costs, profit, and other hidden expenses within your business? Do you know that you're making profit on certain projects throughout the year? If you're struggling with any of these things, then the How to Hardscape headquarters can help you this year. Check it out at members.howtohardscape.com or shoot me a message at howtohardscape on Instagram. This software will streamline processes in your business. It's going to help you budget, estimate, ensure that you are making profit on projects throughout the year and help you adjust throughout the year. We're also going to be continuously improving this software to include more and more features as well as the content that's already available to members right now if you're looking to train your employees as they come in. So once again, members.howtohardscape.com, the price will continuously go up as more features and as more content is offered over there. So there's never a bad time to get signed up with that. And with that being said, let's get back to the episode. Yeah. And I wasn't trying to, you know, put words in your mouth at the beginning there. I was just, I, I noticed uh, you speaking more about profits and uh, trying to increase those, those profits uh, because at the end of the day, you know, whatever we may be going through in the near future here, profit's going to be very, very important. And with that being said, Brian, you have uh, actually very recently released a new resource uh, for your audience, uh, a new book. Brian, tell us a little bit about the book. What's the okay. title? What can we find in it? Give us the lo- the spiel here. How about this for a product placement, right? Holy yeah. cow. Uh, my camera is doing like the whole blurred out background thing. So <laughs> this is not working like I thought it would. It's totally blurring my face out. But see, it's it's already trying to censor me, right? <laughs> uh, I did a live stream last night, so I was plugging the book. Uh, I was really excited about that. We sold like 40 copies yesterday. Thank God, man. Um yeah, we, we have a new long care book out. It's how to start a long care business. It's called zero to 100K. Uh, what I've noticed for a lot of people, that first benchmark in revenue is like hitting 100K mark. Now, if you're doing hardscaping, you probably spend that on brick pavers alone. Okay, so work with me here. I know a little bit different audience, but for the Mo guys and the guys just uh, getting started with fertilizing, of course, two, three, four hundred grand is a, is a good sweet spot. But I've noticed that most guys that are looking to change careers or start their own business, they want to get that first 100K in revenue because that can net. 30, 40, 50,000, replace an income, get them out of corporate America. So I'm really excited about it. It's, it's, uh, I got about 100 hours into this book. It's a labor of love. I've been stitching it together after about 11 p.m. every night for the last six months because that's the only time I get. We got, uh, I got a beautiful wife, uh, long care business, social media business, 18 month old baby, another baby on the way, building a home, building a barn, one or two things in the uh, irons in the fire, right? So very, very busy. But uh, after 11 o'clock at night, legit been trying to write this book get it out for the last six months and it's finally here uh i think it's now i'm humbled to say this because this would like make my english teacher roll in her grave probably but it's an amazon number one bestseller and uh i can't be more thankful more excited for the reception man so thanks for uh giving me the quick uh moment to plug that that was unexpected but dude i'm so thankful and uh i think it would really behoove anybody to read that book i don't care if you've been in business for five or six years um there's a lot of solid nuggets in there. And uh, it's a parallel path story, by the way, about my story about how I got started in business. And then also like the the X's and O's about what you need to do to start a a company, obviously. So uh, it's like a story form book. Um, 
Have you ever read the book, by the way, Mike, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, like those kind yep. of books? Yeah. Dude, did, did you like go through that book in like a day or two? Like it was an easy read? Yeah. I mean, audio, but because uh, yeah. I can't read, but. <laughs> well, uh, so in all honesty, like I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad in like three hours. It was because it was a story form book. It was like this parallel path story, right? With two dads. And so I wanted to like kind of mimic some of that was like my story and then what we should be doing. And it's a very easy read. I think it's like 98 pages or something like that. Um, most people are reading it in two hours, but I've had a ton of great feedback, ton of great testimonies. I'm trying to capture them and like share them, you know, cause again, who am I? But like, people are like, dude, this is awesome. This is great. I wish I had this stuff. Um, and it might be like kind of no brainer, kind of common sense type stuff, but man, I'll tell you what, like it, it is a really, really helpful resource out there. I don't think it's a silver bullet, but dude, it's 20 bucks. You can check out the book, read it in a day. Uh, the audio book will be coming here by the end of the month. So I'm not sure when this podcast drops, but super excited about that. It'll be out by, you know, mid to late March. And um, if you guys are installing a patio or, you know, mowing some grass or uh, cleaning out some pools, you guys want to, you know, throw, throw something uh, motivational, encouraging and a uh, little X's and O's in your ear, man, I would beyond be so uh, appreciative for the support. You can get it on Amazon. It's 20 bucks and uh, it'll be on Audible, like I said, by the end of the month, man. So um I'm, it's wild, dude. I'm, it's wild. I've never would have thought I'd see my my ugly mug on this book. You know, <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, the amount of effort that must have gone into that. Uh, I commend you for that. Uh, writing a book can't be uh, an easy thing to take on, especially if everything that you got going on there. Audiobook, uh, really quickly. Are you going to be narrating that? Yes, that's why the delay in the audiobook. Because, like you said about reading, I have the out loud reading capacity of like a third grader, um, and that might be putting the third grader down because i i dude i i am not a good reader like i think in my head i'm good um but when i read out loud it's awful it's brutal like i i did the dedication just as a test chapter for uh our producer that's gonna our, our audio engineer and uh he goes good job he goes uh maybe drink some more water maybe like run you know a little bit to like get that second win because like i'm gasping for air and uh Dude, I'm like like stuttering over words like the, you know, and so anyway, and so I, it, it is funny. It's kind of comical. I'm being a little facetious here, but it, it is. Uh, I'm a little bit more like nervous or anxious about putting the audiobook together. So uh, anyway, I just got to muscle up and do it and just kind of plow through. I'm sure there'll be a crap ton of edits, but that's it's not my problem. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, it, it, it'll be an audiobook here by the end of the month. But I've been kind of dragging my feet, uh, you know, low key, like, dude, reading a book or listening to an audiobook or like reading a blog like that's one thing but you know when's the last time you did like popcorn reading you know back in like what middle school high school like uh i haven't had to like read out loud and i'm like boy i sound like an idiot dude <laughs> so <laughs> well uh brian yeah I, I think i think going like the story route the way you wrote it is is it's such a great way like i i take away more things from stories uh somebody telling me a story with those you know nuggets baked in as opposed to just giving me a list of those nuggets and going through those so uh like same thing rich dad poor dad it, those kind of topics have been touched on in books before that but you know that one really resonated because that story way brian thank you so much for your time here where can our audience go learn more about you check out your book check out uh your youtube channel your your podcast anywhere you want to send them to oh dude for real i first off thank you so much i uh can't thank you enough for having me on the show dude like like we're buds, man. We talk all the time. So like, uh, hopefully this was uh, a value add, you know, like not the finest hour podcast. And uh, <laughs> so long story short, dude, if you guys want to go down the rabbit hole, all things lawn care, landscaping and uh, Brian's Law Maintenance, we're on IG, Brian's Law Maintenance, YouTube, Brian's Law Maintenance. Uh, the podcast is Fullerton Unfiltered. I actually pride myself on the podcast top 200 for three years straight of all entrepreneurship podcasts. 
2.1 million downloads dude it's it's a good podcast like like not good just because of what i'm saying uh and i say that humbly but i'm telling you like the guests that we have on we've had mike uh we've had uh mike from paper king we've had hundreds and hundreds of you guys on and you guys sharing your best uh tips and nuggets and info and your story as well man so it's a labor of love for the community i think we're almost at 500 episodes uh cannot thank you guys enough for the support of that uh monday wednesday friday podcast uh and then what else oh last thing is um we have a training website, launchpreneuracademy.com. We teach people how to grow a long care business. So you can get, of course, everybody's got the hustle, man, but we got the contracts, the the courses, the the programs. I'll tell you, we had uh, 10,000 students, I think, last year. So we're doing something right in terms of making an impact out there. I 100% guarantee everything we got. We've never had a uh, refund on the snow contracts. I've had like two or three only on the commercial contracts, but those are our number one selling resources. So if you don't like it or if it's not for you, dude, you shoot me an email, a DM, 100% money back guarantee. It's not a cash grab. I'm telling you guys sincerely, we're changing the game. My goal, my mission, Mike, is to elevate the lawn and landscaping industry because I was that dude. I was that truck in the truck guy just seven years ago. And here's a word that I sometimes throw around on my podcast, like the word metamorphosis, like caterpillar goes in, butterfly comes out, nothing the same. Like it's not even fair, man, like who I am and what I say and how I talk and what I do now in my businesses and my life and my wife and my marriage and my happiness. Like, bro, it's not even the same person six, seven years ago, just six or seven years ago. And so if you guys are out there, man, you're struggling, you're figuring it out. You're trying to put puzzle pieces together. Dude, sometimes you're hopeless. You're desperate. Like I have been, I've been so broke. Broke would have been a goal. Like we were so broke because we were in so in debt. I've, I've been six figures in debt trying to figure this stuff out, man. And so in which way, like that's my my MO, that's my mission is to help you guys out there in the Brian's Law maintenance of 10, 15 years ago. So uh, if you guys are just getting to know me, man, thanks for giving me some latitude and some grace maybe on the show, but I'm telling you, we're here to help you guys out. I know it sounds kind of hokey pokey, but um, if we can help you grow, man, just shoot me a message. I'm always here for you guys. But Mike, dude, thank you so much for be letting me be on the show. Always a pleasure. Uh, I can't wait to catch up with you and soon. I can't, I can't wait to catch up with you at Equip Expo or if you come on down to LAL, not that the uh, Gestapo has opened the border. Like, let's do it, man. I can't wait to have you guys come on down. I, I am actually hoping to be there this year for LAL. So um, Heck yeah. hopefully Heck yeah. the Notter Finest Hour guys will come too. So We'll get you set up in a booth, man. Amen. <laughs> amazing. Brian, thank you so much for your time. You bet, brother. Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode. Go support Brian over there, whether it's on his podcast, on his YouTube channel, or purchasing a book. Even if you purchase a few, give them away. It's always great to support those in our community, and I would really appreciate that as well. Once again, thank you to our sponsor, Cycle CPA. If you need bookkeeping, accounting, CFO services, reach out to Cycle CPA, cyclecpa.com, or cycle underscore CPA on Instagram. Let them know how to Heartscape sent you for $200 off their services there and hey if i could urge you to do something for me for listening to the podcast if you enjoy the podcast at all i have noticed on our apple podcast reviews we've dropped from 4.9 stars on average down to 4.8 so if you could help me get that up if you're willing to leave a five-star rating and a written review that would be amazing i would really really appreciate that if you enjoy these episodes and we look forward to meeting with you next week on the how to hardscape podcast